I'm speaking to Farerin Dr. Cornelia Kulavik, um, who is pastor of the Evangelische Kirchengemeinde in Berlin, Dahlen. Willkommen in Oxford, uh, Cornelia, and uh, vielen Dank fürs Kommen. Um, this interview is going to be in English, if you don't mind. You see how my German is. Um, I wanted to start with a German word, Vergangenheitsbewältigung, uh, which means coming to terms with the past. Um, Germany has thought very deeply about commemoration since the Second World War. Um, what would you say have been the main lines of thought? I think uh, there was a development over the decades in the how to commemorate the Second World War and, and how to yes, to bring children, for example, in this um, in this to deal with the past and. Uh, when I see how difficult it was in the 50s or 60s, and only afterwards it became a more deeper um, reflection of the guilt and also the, the structures in the family which uh, made it possible uh, to be involved in, um, is in the, as, as perpetrators, more or less. And uh, I think um, when I was a child in the in the... 70s, in the 80s, uh, then it was much more common to speak about the past and mm. to speak about uh, uh, and uh, in the edu education. It was uh, uh, it has a lot of, of space in history uh, lessons. For example, the uh, Nazi time mm -hmm. sometimes perhaps a too big space because uh, sometimes um, today. Some people say, what is with all the other German history? And we have yes. it so focused on this time. But I, I find it very important, uh, even and, and especially in, in our days, to, uh, to commemorate uh, how it was possible such a disaster. Yeah, that's really interesting because it is now getting on for 80 years. So it's a long time to remember. And, um, and you have now, you have not now not so deep family um, stories because it's the third or even fourth generation now and it's a difference if you can ask your parents what have you done or yes. if you have now even now the um, the eyewitnesses of the war uh, are too old to be witnesses and, yeah. and to be asked about their memories and so it's much, even much important uh, to have um, memorials to have uh, spaces to reflect in a serious way. Yeah. Um, so um, tell us about commemoration in your current church community. This is the Protestant um, churches of St. Anne and Jesus Christ in Darlin, which is West Berlin. Um, there's a Martin Niemöller house there, which is named after a priest who was committed to peace and disarmament. So how, do, how does commemoration work in your um, church community? It's a very interesting place for commemoration because you in Dalem you have both sides. Dalem is a little bit outside of the center and it's a very well-off area. It's a, and it was also in the 30s an area where the top government officials, it means the from the Hitler government and the perpetrate of the on the side of the perpetrators, lived in immediate vicinity, in immediate neighborship to the. Um, to people who were more the intellectuals, because the uni university is also there, 
you know, intellectuals and um, in the resistance movement. And so Dalem became really the center also of the resistance, the church resistance mo movement against Hitler. And mm. Martin Niemöller was the a leading and um, yes, a leading and very courageous figure, but only one person. And mm. and what we do now in Dalem uh, to to to, to rebuild his former vicarage as a center for, for peace and a center for to learn about this history and to reflect about both sides, how mm. to become, how easily I am um, complicit with the system and be only silent or disinterested mm. in politics and therefore also guilty what happens yes. and uh, how... How is it to resist and to be courageous? And in, in Dahlem, it was the center of Berlin in, in the time where the Confessing Church was, uh, um, was, um, came in, into life. And, mm. and there were, beside of Niemöller, because he was arrested relatively early in, in, in 37. And then many, many women became very courageous to help Jewish people to resist. To there were daily uh, daily services to with to read about people who were missed and where it was clear they were deported and so on. It was it's a very interesting history and we reopened this house in in this uh, in, in June and it will become a, a house to learn for children because what I said. To your first question, it's so important. We have no direct eyewitnesses, yes. and we have so we yeah. have we need spaces and places uh, where children can learn about the yeah. history, but yeah. about both sides: how to become a per perpetrator and how to become a more or less hero. Yeah, and that that kind of courage, I think, is extraordinary. And um, well, maybe few of us are put to the test like that, but you can only hope you would you would rise to it. Um, so you were previously um, vicar at the Kaiser Wilhelm Gedächtniskirche, and and sadly that um, became a place once again associated with violence when there was a, a terrorist attack on the 2016 Christmas market. And there's now another memorial uh, by the memorial church, um, a golden crack in the pavement. So a different way, perhaps, of approaching commemoration. Do you think that commemoration has changed between 1943, when um, the church was bombed, and 2016? Do you think human needs are the same, or have they changed over that time? I would even say, uh, I would go further back, uh, even uh, the first, uh, the first the church was to commemorate the Emperor William yes. II, and then it became under debate after the First World War and the Republic, what do we need, an imperial monument? And then it changed, yes. the commemoration changed after the, um, it, it, it was destructed, the church, in 1943, mm -hmm. and it was a big debate in Berlin, what should we do with this? Landmark of Berlin rebuilt or replaced or um, yes built in a new form and I'm very glad that they decided to uh, to let the ruined tower in the middle of the new uh, church and of course it was since then always not only to look back to the war but to have this precise meaning of this church it was always. Uh, how to deal with 
violent today, how to mm. deal, how can to bring forward reconciliation and encourage mm. movements for to reconcile people mm -hmm. and therefore it's very it's very deep now the recommend uh, the um, thinking about the attack as yeah. the Christmas market and now the church is a center I would say to bring together the Muslim society Muslim um, community in Berlin together with the Christians and the atheists and which is so important it, it was always for me um, uh, the main task to have a space in, in the center of Berlin to bring people together from different perspectives, different backgrounds, and so also now, especially after the attack, yes. uh, to, from different yes, religious backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so important. Um, so the last question, in a, in a 2011 interview, you spoke of your hopes for the Gedächtniskirche to be a place of quietness and remembrance in German Ruhr und Gedenken, um, in a busy consumer world. And I think, actually, it's quite near Cardove, isn't it, the big department store. Um, so what are your thoughts on the need for silence and stillness? For me, always, this building was a special place for silence because the new church... The the old the ruined tower is very uh, busy, lots of tourists, and then you enter the new church, the blue glasses, and you are in a, such a meditative yeah. uh, surroundings, and uh, it's, it creates really a space to be calm and to reflect, and then you have in this church, in the new church, also special uh, paintings, for example, a very well-known painting Kurt Räuber, he uh, drew a, a special picture about um, in, uh, about a Madonna, Stalin, so-called Stalingrad Madonna. Yes, and I've so seen it's it. a, a very it's, it's it's a place which where you really can reflect and uh, can find calm yeah. in the midst of the yes in commercial world, and it's really in the center of the. Berlin, Berlin commercial world. Yes, mm. that um, picture, the Stalingrad Madonna, I think is just um, so powerful because it's very simple. It's some lines, I think he drew in charcoal, mm -hmm. very simple lines, but a very powerful image of intimacy, love, peace. His, he, he was a, a physician and an artist and a pastor, and he was in Stalingrad and uh, experienced the hopelessness, the dark, the the death every day uh, as, as a physician there and uh, he drew this um, draw this picture in a bunker mm -hmm. in, the, in the little time he had and uh, this is his ho hope for another world or his Christian message you can say that uh, instead of darkness he wrote the word light, instead of hate he wrote the word Liebe mm -hmm. and instead of uh, um, instead um, Yes, peace, Licht, Leben, Liebe. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's his his form to deal with the darkness and all this. And you find this original in our church, in the Kaiser Memorial Church, but it's very important for me to have the link that, that two copies are. The one copy is in Coventry Cathedral, mm -hmm. 
and the other copy is in Stalingrad itself. And so it was always a triangle for uh, commemoration, not to commemorate for your own and for the own losses or the own, uh, from the own perspective, but to commemorate with the people um, yes, in England and Russia. And so this was always, when I was pastor there, a very important thing for me. Thank you very much. Vielen Dank.